Welcome to Maximal Being, a podcast devoted to ditching fad diets and using real science to get you healthy and feeling great. I'm Doc Mock, a GI and functional medicine doctor who harnesses the power of gut health to get you achieving your goals. And I'm Jackie P, a well-informed layman who challenges the experts and asks the questions that you want. Don't forget to hit the subscribe button or leave a comment. And now, on to the show. Hello, 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 Maximal Beans. It is I, Jackie P, your favorite layman here with Maximal Bean. I'm here joined today with two smart individuals, and uh, we're going to talk about some interesting things about water. What, Jackie, what? Water? Everyone knows what there is about water. Why are we talking about this? Actually, I read a few things, and I'm kind of sitting on my bottom because... There's a lot of things to think about. But first, of course, we're going to check in with just the, the the sunshine in the room, the co-hostess with the mostest, Doc Mock. Doc Mock, how are you feeling today? I'm doing great, Jackie P. What's going on, Maximal Beings? Doc Mock here. Uh, I'm your therapeutic endoscopist, which is a fancy type of GI doctor that removes, treats, and diagnoses cancer. I'm also board certified in functional medicine. And Jackie P., my calves were sore for the first time in years this week. Uh, believe it or not, I don't know what I did. I think it must have been the jump roping. But I woke up with sore calves and I was like, what the hell is this sensation? Wow. You know, I was feeling those tremors. It must have been you pushing the earth down with your calf muscles. Because <laughs> I felt some rumbles here in Philly and I was like, huh, what was that? But I didn't think too much of it. Well, Hopefully you're you're resting up and you know taking care of yourself because as we all we know rest is just important as working out. Now to our guest, so CEO co-founder of Light Water Scientific, Victor is joining us to talk about and I'm going to mispronounce this a lot. Deuterium water, deuterium, <laughs> deuterium depleted water, deuterium. Deuterium depleted water. Victor, means we means we reduce deuterium from the water. Right? Gotcha. Okay. Victor, how are you today? I'm doing good. Thank you. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Wonderful. Glad to have you. Paleo, keto, vegan, and carnivore. Maybe you've tried them all, but did you have success? Are you still doing that diet? Turns out there's not just one diet right for one particular person. By understanding how your body works and the relationship behind your body's workings and these diets, you can then approach the perfect plan for you. In the Perfect Human Diet course, we talk to you about your body's inner workings and the pros and cons of each plan. We discuss how our ancestors ate and have eaten and lay a framework to tailoring a plan that is perfect for you. To learn more about the Perfect Human Diet course, head to MaximalBeing.com slash courses to find out more. And as always, I'm Doc Mock, and I'm here to maximize your health. You cannot supplement your way to health, but there are things that we need to add to our lives that can maximize our pathway to wellness. The American diet is virtually devoid of omega-3 fatty acids, which play a major role in cardiovascular disease, gut permeability, and mental health. Personally, I take omega-3s every night and iHerb is the best place for clean, natural sources of supplements. I love the ZenWise Omega-3 Fatty Acid Supplement, which is free of fish burps and good for the environment. 
Head on over to MaximalBeing.com slash iHerb, that's I-H-E-R-B, and enter the code B as in boy, D as in dog, B as in boy, 5528, and receive 10% off your orders for all supplements. Maximize your supplements with iHerb. So deuterium, deuterium? Deuterium, yeah. Deuterium defeated water. Give it a give it a decade or two, and everybody will know what it is. You know, (laughs) based off what we've been, what I read, and what Doc Mock shared with me, and going through your website, I I think it's something that folks should be thinking about more. And we'll we'll get into it. But you know, Victor, as we like to do with with all of our guests, we always like to know their their hero origination story. Right? You didn't wake up you know, at 10 years old and say, Hey, mom and dad, I want to talk about your water (laughs) intake. Right. So what, what brought you to founding and researching, you know, deuterium, oh man, it's going to be tough. (laughs) Okay. How about, how about, how about just DDW? DDW. What, what, what led you to, to this discovery and this research and, you know, founded this company, catch us all up. What my, my impetus is I don't like the aging process. Okay. (laughs) I don't, (laughs) I don't like being sick and I'm a, I'm a polymath ontologist. So I study everything. And, um, and, uh, so from my early age, I was kind of a, I like to refer to myself as an, as an armchair gerontologist. I've always been interested in the aging process what it is. And, and I was always fascinated with the fact that people study everything and every kind of science and discipline they can. And there's not much, not much emphasis is placed on trying to figure out what it is exactly that, that causes human aging or any aging there is. I mean, except for, except for one jellyfish that's proven itself to be immortal, like Benjamin Button, we really don't know. <laughs> we really don't know anything about why we age. So this has been, this has been something that's fascinated me from the very beginning. And um, and the other thing that's been that's fascinated me is health optimization and especially water. And uh, I'm just a water nut, you know, because as soon as I realized that not all water is the same, I wanted to understand what those differences may be or are. So uh, that's a, a little bit about me. I mean, if you ask questions, I always give the answer. <laughs> so, so wonderful. Yeah. Well, well, Victor, thanks for sharing that with us, and you know, we're excited to have you on and. Talk a little bit about DDW. I was going to go for it, but I'm still not confident <laughs> in <our> pronunciation. <laughs> got to build up to it, Jackie P. Yeah, yeah. Up. I've yeah. got to like psych myself up in the head, right? Yeah. Right. So, so let's you know let's let's talk about deuter- deuterium. 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 Yeah. Deuterium. Okay. Let's talk about deuterium. Well, the conversation about deuterium starts is a, is a conversation about hydrogen. Because deuterium is a form of hydrogen or an isotope, as it's known, which means it's a version of an element, right? Every element has multiple isotopes based on how many neutrons circle are in that, are, are in the atomic configuration. So in 1931, it was discovered that hydrogen, which is the first element in the periodic table and the first element created in the universe and still the predominant uh, composition of the universe is, is hydrogen, 74, 75% of the universe. Is hydrogen and it's the fuel of our it's the fuels of stars rocket ships and anything that breathes oxygen to uh to live so in 1931 it was discovered that hydrogen has a couple other versions of it now hydrogen being the first element on the periodic table is also the simplest element it consists of one proton 
and one electron. And every other element is multiples of that. And so deuterium is hydrogen that also introduces a neutron. So you have a proton and a neutron and an electron. And this is very significant because that means that it is an isotope of hydrogen that happens to be twice the mass of the predominant form of hydrogen. There's a very small amount of deuterium that exists in the universe. It's like 0.012% of all hydrogen is just deuterium. Unfortunately, as it accumulates, it wreaks havoc on our biology. So in 1931, it was discovered that hydrogen has three isotopes, protium, which is hydrogen one, deuterium, which is hydrogen two, and tritium, which is hydrogen three. We don't talk about tritium because there's just not that much of it. Uh, it's radioactive, has a 12-year half-life. It's just not, 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 not significant unless, you're, unless, you, unless you drink it, <laughs> then it's bad. But um, deuterium occurs uh, in our water and all of our food, and roughly one out of every, there's a, so in water, roughly one out of every 6,420 uh, 6, atoms of hydrogen, for every, for every one of those, there's one deuterium, which translates as about 150 parts per million. So uh, if, you look at, if you look at water, let's, let's look at a liter of water. A liter of water is 20,000 drops. So out of those 20,000 drops, uh, most of them are H2O, and that's what we believe water is. It's H2O, two hydrogens and an oxygen. But six drops out of those 20,000 is in a configuration known as HOD or HDO, and that D stands for deuterium. So deuterium, still being hydrogen, bonds with oxygen and creates water. And early on, after the discovery of these isotopes in the 30s, they synthesized pure heavy water, which is D2O in the laboratory, because they wanted to see, is this still water? And sure enough, it looks like water, it tastes like water, pretty much, it's a little heavier than regular H2O. But the significant thing is, if you drink it for three days, somewhere between day three and day five, you die. So that's bad. That's bad. So if you want to, if you really want to take somebody out, you know, you give them heavy water, they won't, they'll never know. Dang. But it doesn't occur in nature. There's only one out of every 41 million molecules of hydrogen is, is, uh, uh, occurs in that D2O configuration. And like I said, um, one out of every roughly 3,200, or I said one out of every, one out of every 3,200 molecules of water or one out of every one out of every 6,400 molecules of hydrogen uh, or atoms of hydrogen is, uh, is this deuterium. So, but it accumulates, it accumulates in our bodies. And, uh, and it has, and, and shortly after they figured out that pure heavy water will kill you, they said deuterium is incompatible with human biology. And it took another 60 plus years to really understand and define the mechanisms that cause that. There's a, kinetic problem. There's a, uh, there, there's, there's a number of problems with deuterium, but it's a mechanical problem. It just happens to be twice the weight of the hydrogen that our body runs on. So every time that a deuterium takes a position reserved for a hydrogen or hydrogen one, also known as protium, all kinds of bad things happen. So, and I, when I discovered this, it, it like, you know, it was just like, uh, I couldn't go any, you know, I couldn't just, I couldn't, I couldn't ignore it, you know, because I want, because I was really studying the aging process. So I, 
So I looked at this and said, hey, this is this is potentially one of the reasons, one of the one of the main reasons why we age biologically, because it, it wreaks havoc on our energy production pathways inside the mitochondria. So the reduction of this deuterium, which is now possible, increases not only your cellular energy, but potentially will increase your life. And this is what they discovered uh, in Siberia in the 50s when they were trying to understand why certain populations had such an increased uh, health span and lifespan. And they had a lot of people over 100, and they were trying to figure out why these practically these people that are uh, live like live in conditions that are like Eskimos, you know, minus 40 to 50 degrees six, seven months out of the year or more, why they had uh, 20 times more centenarians than anywhere else. So, and it, 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 it was because that the water they were drinking had 16% less deuterium. So our bodies try to filter this out. And that's evident. Uh, that's quite evident when you look at the metabolic water in our body. Now, the water that's known as metabolic water in our cells, that's not water that we drink. None of the water we drink makes it to those nano-confined spaces within the mitochondria. That's water that's synthesized. We make it de novo, fresh, like grandma's apple pie. So, and that water, this metabolic water that our body is primarily made of, is already 50 to 70% reduced in this natural contaminant known as hydrogen 2 or deuterium. Interesting. There'll be a quiz later. There'll be a quiz yeah, later. Yeah, I was, I was like, <laughs> Doc Mock, I hope you're taking notes here. What's going on, Maximal Beings? It's Doc Mock here. Many of you are returning to the gym now, but some are not going back. Regardless of what you plan, Rogue has got the right gear to fit your needs. I personally own a barbell set and love it. The black op shorts are sweat resistant and flexible for getting deep in your squats. Head on over to MaximalBeing.com Rogue for our referral link. Order three items and they ship for free. And as usual, it's Doc Mock, and I'm here to maximize your pathway to wellness. If you're stuck at home and cannot make it to the grocery store, delivery may be the best way to stay clean and healthy. Instacart is the national leader in the direct-to-home delivery service. With numerous major chains and food from smaller stores, you can get those local veggies sent directly to your doorstep. Head on over to MaximalBeing.com slash Instacart and maximize your nutrition today. The mitochondria has come up a lot as we're approaching the end of this year, Jackie P. We had a mitochondrial expert on a couple of months back. You and I were talking about the aging process because I just turned 40. But um, biologically, my age is 22, according to my tel telomere length. So we talked about a little bit of that. You know, the, the main process that drives most of our cellular mechanisms is ATP. And so I'm certain that you can extrapolate upon this, but I wonder about our energy turbine system within the mitochondria and hydrogen's role in that turbine system. So I guess specifically where in the mitochondria does it cause havoc? Specifically in the at the end of the electron transport chain in the ATP synthase nanomodem, yeah, the bulk the bulk of our ATP is made in is made by this mechanism known as the ATP synthase nanomotor that sits at the end of the electron transport chain, and this is this is an actual motor. It's a nanomotor, and it spins upwards of nine thousand RPM, and it shuttles protons from one side of a membrane to the other. Okay, and um, these motors are meant to shuffle protons. So every five seconds, roughly, 
when a deuteron, which is a proton-neutron pair, enters this motor, it does not fit. So it causes it to stutter and ultimately creates wear and tear. No ATP is produced in that moment. And eventually, this wear and tear, this stuttering, causes, uh, causes the membrane to leak. And once the membrane leaks, those motors stop working. So, uh, and this, this triggers a cascade of issues, which ultimately lead to senescence and apoptosis of that cell. I'm going to have to uh, pull the uh, layman card here. Can someone <laughs> repeat that in just plain old human English for some? Oh, I, 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 okay, I, I volunteer. I volunteer. <laughs> so we have these motors and they produce our energy, right? Mm-hmm. So light, just like, okay, imagine if you woke up tomorrow and you were twice the weight you are now. You'd have to, you'd have to figure out a whole new way to conduct your life. Sure. Imagine if you put the wrong gasoline in your engine. Not, not completely replace it with the wrong gasoline, but just a little bit. So you create, so you, so you create shear and wear on your engine block because, because it's the wrong fuel. It's not your, your motor isn't made for that type of fuel. So these ATP synthase nanomotors, I encourage everyone to Google them because they're, they're they look just like these beautiful motor generators, but, and, and it's just, it's just incredible. It makes you, it makes you start believing in intelligent design because there's no possible way that this motor was created through evolution. Even, even the greatest, uh, biophysicists, and uh, biochemists agree that the combination of this motor and this generator together, there's just no possible way nature would have put that together. It's like, it's like, it's miraculous that, that, that it exists. So these motors, there's, there's trillions of them in our bodies. They're working from the time we're, time we're born to the time we die inside the mitochondria to produce our ATP. So uh, there's some great videos on how they work on on uh, YouTube. So I encourage anybody to type in ATP synthase nanomotor function, and you'll see that. But what's happening here is a mechanical problem. So if the motor, if the motor has a position for a hydrogen, and it gets something twice as big, it just doesn't fit. It's a square peg in a round hole. And if this happens over and over and over, it causes breakdown of this motor. It's like if you got up in the morning and your significant other gave you a kiss, and then once in a while, you get an elbow to the face. <laughs> and, and it comes around again and again and yeah. again. Wait, that's not supposed yeah. to happen? Yeah. Maybe it is. You're just supposed to just, just lessen, less, lessen the occurrence. You know. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so eventually, you can't take it anymore. And you go, that's it. I'm, I'm out. Yeah. So and that, this is what's happening. And this is, this is where the energy is made in our body, the ATP energy, at least. Um, so this is a mechanical problem. And this was discovered in 2007 by Dr. Abdullah Olgin. He did two years of mathematical modeling of the energy, of the energy pathways in the electron transport chain and the ATP synthase nanomotor. And he concluded that we have this, that we have this problem. And this problem is also seen, uh, this problem also manifests because of kinetics. So if you have something that's twice the weight of something else, it's going to be a little slower. So even in DNA, enzyme molecules, anything that, you know, we're, 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 we're constantly replicating, you know, while I, in the, in, in the last 10 seconds, while I said that sentence, I made more cells than the population of Canada. So we're constantly replicating, 
right? So it's a copy of a copy of a copy of a copy. And, and if, if everything runs on hydrogen, those positions that are reserved for hydrogen are taken by something twice the size, then you have a slowdown in the kinetic process of replication and errors occur. And these errors are called mutations. So uh, this is a problem. Our water's too heavy. And um, we have to, this is a new standard that we understand about. And in fact, there's a new science that has sprung up about it. I shouldn't say science. There's a new branch of biochemistry known as deuteronomics, which endeavors to explain how deuterium is managed by the body. Because we do manage it. We just don't do a very good job. And it's cumulative. So it turns out our bodies are really primed for deuterium level that's roughly 20% less than what it is now. And the deuterium levels on this planet have been slowly creeping up. So if we reduce it 20, yeah, go ahead. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off. So you just said something that really just kind of sprung a question because it seems like deuterium is no bueno, right? Just plain old Spanish, right? No good at all. It's too heavy for our cells. It doesn't fit in our cells and it tastes like plain water. We can't detect it, right? So, well, here's the thing oxygen is too stupid to tell a difference between deuterium and, and regular hydrogen, between, between hydrogen two and hydrogen one. So, it still binds with deuterium to make water. And that's known as semi heavy water. And if it's two deuterium, as in D2O, then it's known as heavy water. But the problem that we have is on this planet is semi-heavy water. We want pure water. We want pure H2O. And so when you get an HDO or HOD, then problems ensue because that, because that D is twice the mass of the H. And w- one what? of those major problems, sorry, Jack P, is, is cancer. I mean, we, we're, we're seeing an association, at least in the literature that I pulled, in upregulation of certain cancer-causing pathways. I found a significant amount of cellular and animal research on KRAS upregulation, which is a big one in colon cancer, and something called BCL2, which is really prominent in lung cancer. And so, you know, on the other end, I found studies where by treating people with DDW, which is the name of our national meeting for GI people, interestingly enough as well, but in treating people with DDW in these non-randomized studies, they can actually lessen some of the side effects related to cancer-related treatments, which I thought was interesting. Yeah, um, if I can comment no on No adverse like, events, really. Yeah. No adverse event. If I could comment on that. So there's a researcher, a doctor in Hungary, uh, Dr. Gabor Shimlai, a colleague of ours, he has his own DDW water company uh, in Europe. And uh, over 30 years of research, he, he has 3,000 case studies, primarily working with uh, patients that had cancer. And he found an 8 to 10x survivability rate, which is incredible. He wrote a book about it. Let's see, you can, you can two books about it, actually. Over 3,000 case studies. It's phenomenal. But what he discovered early on, in the, uh, probably all the way back into the late 80s, I imagine, he discovered that the deuterium hydrogen ratio or the D to H ratio turns oncogenes on and off. So if you have too much deuterium in your body, then it will turn on 
certain genetic mark, certain genetic markers, or not markers, but certain certain genes. That's just certain genes, like that, that are yeah. yeah that that um that will make you more that will make you more uh, at risk for neoplastic condition or AKA cancer. Yeah, and the big ones seem to be lung, prostate, and uh, colorectal cancer. The colorectal cancer seems to be not specific to just men, but the other ones seem to be specific to just men, which I think is interesting. So I don't know yeah, are there so, any, so any effects treated, on hormones or, you know, I mean, well, when you reduce, when you reduce deuterium in your body, everything gets optimized. Your body just goes, Oh, <laughs> you know, you get, it's a, it's a very light, it's a lightness of being. And, uh, if I were to, if I were to explain it in layman's terms, it's a real lightness of being. It's a le- it's like a burden is lifted off of you. So this can cancer is a metabolic problem and cancer is an energy problem. Everything is about energy. So if you can give yourself more uh, energy metabolically, then you have, a, then your body's self-healing ability can take over in most cases. And this is the promise of deuterium depletion. That's this, this discovery of the D to H ratio turning on and off oncogenes is probably why we're censored on Wikipedia. And, and just for the viewers out there, I know we talk about scientific evidence, you know, case studies are definitely have value to them. And it is difficult to sometimes randomize or match people in these sorts of, you know, groups of patients that you're studying, but you know, data like that, you just have to uh, be aware of that potential limitation, I would say. Yeah, you just have to just have to do it for yourself and see what the benefits are. Yeah, the, 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 our water is not is not the healer. The healer is your own body at a 20 percent reduced level of deuterium. Yeah. And really, you know, the only there was one patient in all of the cancer related studies that I found that had any sort of side effect. And it was some minor like fatigue and nausea. Other than that, it seemed relatively safe. So I think that's a really important takeaway as well. What's going on, Maximal Beings? Doc Mock here. If you haven't done so already, leave us a comment and hit the subscribe button. Let your friends and family know. That way we can get the word out and continue to bash the bro science.